Product managers give 100% of themselves to their customers. But who's there for the PM? The Product Management Center at the University of Washington. It's a global hub for knowledge, community, and impact. I'm Jeff Schulman, founding director of the Product Management Center and your host on this show, How to Succeed in Product Management. Each week, I'm joined by my co-host, Red, and some of the best product managers in the business. Together, we're having candid conversations that help you understand the challenges that a product manager faces, how they overcome them, and the tools and frameworks that will help you thrive in the role. So let's start the show. Welcome, everybody. My name is Jeff Schulman, and I'm the founding director of the Product Management Center here at the University of Washington. We're working to build a more diverse, inclusive, and skilled product management community. Part of that is the Inclusive Product Management Accelerator, which empowers professionals from historically marginalized communities to land their first product management role. We are accepting applications on November 30th. That's the goal. 22 days from now if you're here live, and minus eight if you're listening on a podcast. So get your applications ready, gear up, and then you're going to have a couple of days on November 30th to apply if you're an aspiring product manager who's got a demonstrated commitment to inclusion. The other part of what we do is every single week, thanks to Red here, founding advisory board member of the Product Management Center, we bring you some of the best product managers in the business to answer your questions and share insights into the topics that you care about. Today, the topic is making an internal transfer into product management. So instead of trying to jump ship and head to a new company, how can you make the case internally that you are ready to be a product manager? And we're going to hear from three people who've done that who did just that. They successfully landed in product management at the company that they were already working at. So we're going to start with Brian since he suggested this topic. And if I'm not mistaken, you're the most recent of the three of you to transition into product management. So Brian, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, everyone. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Red. Thanks for the invite and putting together. I've listened to every single one of these podcasts. I'm very excited. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So I'm Currently, I'm a senior technical product manager at AWS in the Redshift team. So this is cloud data warehousing. It's one of the few services that AWS actually has competitors. We could be with big, uh, Google BigQuery, Microsoft Azure. And then we have pretty good startup competitors like Snowflake and Databricks. So it's a very agile and competitive space. All right. So, Brian, thanks for joining us. Thanks for recommending this topic. And we'll get to how you were able to make the transition in just a moment. But first, uh, you brought along Scott for us. Scott, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Hey, my name is Scott Wofford. I'm a principal product manager at Amazon as well. I work on the delivery experience team and made the transition from a finance role at Amazon several years ago. So happy to share tips that I've learned along the way. All right, Scott, thanks for joining us. And then Joanne, she's a part of the IPMA family, one of the Inclusive Product Management Accelerator, people who are committed to inclusion and made, fought her way into product management and is thriving. So Joanne, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, hi, thanks for having me. My name is Joanne Barcelona, and I'm a product manager at Box, which is a cloud content platform. In my previous role, I was a senior compliance analyst working on security compliance. And I was able to make the transition as I talked to a lot of different people internally. And it's been great. Really enjoying it. And I'm part of the IPMA fall cohort of 2021, which is the first cohort. Yes, the original batch. So thank you for being here. My goal for this conversation is that the dozens of people listening in live and those that are at home, they come away with a couple of things. One, some clear takeaways for what they could do as they try to make the transition internally to product management. 
Two, to have some context invisible, not visible because they can't see on this podcast, but some vivid examples of actions that Brian, Scott, and Joanne took, whether that's who they talked to, what skills they developed along the way, or how they communicated those skills. I want the listener to be able to visualize what that successful path looked like. And then I want the people to feel heard and welcome here. And that's where Red comes in. So Red, tell people how they could be heard and get their specific questions answered today. Well, there's a couple things that you should keep in mind when you uh, are live today on the show versus someone who might be listening to this as a podcast. And we are not live. If you are here and you are present, rock on. We have a couple opportunities where you can leave a comment right here on LinkedIn. And if you have a question, just post your question right there as a comment. And in about, what, 10, 15 minutes, we'll make room for a Q&A, maybe at the half hour mark. And then in addition to that, if you're shy, you can also reach out to me directly on LinkedIn or We do have a Slack group. If you are not aware, we have over 2,000 people that have said they wanted to join a group where they can talk and meet with other Slack. Sorry about that, Jeff. Uh, You're cold getting to me now, buddy, to join a Slack group where there are no recruiters. The mission is very specific. How do we help you get a leg up in the world of product management? So if you're somebody who's in that group and you want to send me a message, great. Alternatively, if you are for some reason listening to this and you're not live today because this is indeed recorded as a podcast, well, guess what? You can still DM us. We exist outside of the realm of the podcast. We are humans. So you can find us either in the Slack group or you can reach out directly on LinkedIn. Other than that, Jeff, I don't think there's anything they can do unless they have fax machines, which point I would say I don't really have a fax number and that would just be a waste of time. Carrier pigeon. That's what you're old school. That's what you started this with is carrier pigeon. All right, so I'm going to start with just a rapid round to get each of you involved, Scott, Brian, and then Joanne, in order of how you're listed here on my LinkedIn page. Real quick, I know you don't have a comparison, but you might have tried also to get a job somewhere else. So I'm just curious, like, do you think it's easier or tougher to navigate an internal transfer into product management versus maybe what your colleagues or peers have done of transferring to a different company? So just a quick, all three of you, easier or harder to do an internal transfer than another way, and then we'll discuss. I could start. I think it's easier. The reason is you kind of get to know the stakeholders and the content, so it makes it easy to switch seats in the same group, if you will. Brian? I consider with him. I think it's easier. You're already in the same org or the same team. It's kind of easier to earn trust. It's also easier to get insights on the product, which will make the transfer also easier. So I think overall it is it is easier. Joanne? I also agree it's easier. And part of it is you get exposed to the people in product already in the work. And then you could yourself reach out to them to hear about advice or even reach out to the hiring manager directly. All right. So we've all agreed it might be easier to do an internal transfer into product management than to go somewhere new. So for those listening, trying to make that internal transfer into product management, if each of you could just share one thing that you did, I know you've, you did a lot in the whole pathway into this, but one thing that you did that you'd recommend and maybe bring some story to it. So not just a bullet point, but a bullet point followed by the example of how you specifically did it. I can start. So for me, I would say actively applied outside and also tried to do the, the internal to see where you know things would land. And I ended up getting you know the actual role internally. And a few things I did was I personally reached out to the hiring manager. And not only that, I made sure to connect with other product managers and people in the product work to get their sense of 
what does it look like for someone to do an internal transfer? And also, like, how does one, you know, get used to being a product manager from being an internal transfer? And I also talk to other internal transfers at the company. So a mix of things, and there's so many people who you already have access to when you're in the company already. And so I've tried to make the most of that. Brian? Yeah, I think you said one, but I think I could put a couple. One is earn trust with your team, with the current product team and, and the engineering team. I think they're both equally important. And then just try to become an expert on the product or just understand the product very well, your team, or, or try to understand the trends in your industry. And third, just express your interest. Just let the PM folks know that, that you're willing and you want to, and you're interested in, in doing the transfer. So Scott, sorry to put you on the spot. You could either add your own, but I'm curious if you also demonstrated that you understand the product. And if so, how did you demonstrate that? I know you might study it, but how do you make sure others know that you know the product well? Sure. So in my case, I joined Amazon into a finance role primarily because, you know, I really liked the company and the culture. I'd done an internship there and I had heard it was fairly easy to transfer internally within the company, either between different groups or different functions. And so did two roles in finance and decided it was the right time to make a leap over to the product side and just asked around from mentors that I trust that even on the same team, like, you know, what are the pros and cons? What do you think would be things I could bring to the table, growth areas for me? And they offered good feedback and through that process and through just being able to do both functions at the same time for a kind of a trial period, was able to make that leap four years ago and been able to try out different flavors of product management since my first foray into product management was into pricing. So very finance related, but since then have extended into more machine learning and CX type work. So I think the key takeaway there is if you can change one of three things at a time, either you can change your team, you can change your geographical location, or you can change your function. If you just change one of those, it makes it easier for you to add value right out of the gate because maybe you're in a new function, but you already know the team, et cetera. Or you know, maybe you're in the same function of the team, but now you're going into the European office or something like that. So that's advice I've taken to a heart and applied in my journey. Yeah, I can't emphasize that enough. The number of people who want to jump two or three of those and how much time they spend trying to do that versus a more focused pathway yeah, I think that more focused pathway taking on one new dimension at a time. Great advice. All three of you, great advice. So let's do another round of that. Anything else that you did that you credit for your success transferring into product management? Uh, I was going to say, I think one of it is don't get discouraged. Like it takes time and, you know, there's still rejections. And like the first internal transfer may not work, but that's okay. I think if you have like the community and the support, like accountability buddies are really helpful. And, you know, just continuing the conversation, I believe Brian said, just, you know, create that trust. That's really important. And so I think my main takeaway is that, you know, don't give up after many no's, it will happen. Yeah, well, one thing I could add is, it's, it's very important and now more than ever is try to take account the, the context of the team that you're you're trying to transfer in. It's a product that's, that's like, kind of like a rocket, as a hockey stick growth increasing headcount, obviously the possibilities are higher, but if it's, if it's a team that's cutting cost or cutting headcount, then, then the possibilities are, are lower. So that's that's why I mentioned it's very important to kind of know where the trends in the industry, just to kind of increase your possibilities 
of the internal transfer. And then for my side, what I'd add is come in with the growth mindset. What that means is, look, I don't know everything, but I'm happy to learn and I'm happy to always get feedback. And you can apply that by just regularly asking for feedback from people that you admire or you think do good work in your team or in the function, as well as reading, you know, product management, you know, it's changing all the time. And so reading is a good way to dive into the different flavors of product management or learn about industry trends like Brian was talking about. Yeah. Another thing I could add is since you're already, since this is an internal transfer, you're already in the team setting up just periodic one-to-ones with different folks. Those folks in the PM team, so you get insights of of how the team is doing and what's happening there, but also with the sales team and engineering team and just kind of ask ask around and make use and take advantage of those one-to-ones that you could get with, with these teams. One more thing that came to mind as well is if there's a like task or assignment that could potentially give you more exposure to products, that would be really helpful. For example, in my security compliance role, I was part of like an internal review process for product actively. So I participated in that to make sure I got to hear directly with what was happening in product and provided my review from the security compliance side. And now, how do you balance being clear about your intentions versus worrying your current teammates or unsettling your standing with your current team and your current role? How much did you put yourself out there and let it be known, hey, I want to go in a product? And how much did you carefully guard who you shared that information with? That's a great question. I can start. Typically, the way I broached this topic was with in like kind of a mentorship type setting, I would ask the person to say, hey, do you mind if we discuss in confidence looking for areas to grow. And that way, the person you're talking with knows like, this is kind of a confidential topic and use discretion, but at the same time can help guide you and see things that you don't see. In parallel, I think it's important to always be having a goals conversation with your manager. And so what that can do for you is if your manager sees, well, hey, maybe in this particular team, function, and geography, I am not able to achieve my growth goals, they could become your advocate and kind of sit with you and think about, well, how can I do right in the long term? And actually, in my case, I ended up making the switch from finance into product. And my boss was sad to see me go, but he understood. And then actually, just a few months later, he did the same thing. And we joked that, yeah, of course, he couldn't get enough of me and wanted to be my boss again. But the world's a small place. And so the more you can kind of speak about, well, what do you need to grow? The more people can think about it like, yeah, I want to support this person in their growth and build their relationship irrespective of whether they're on my team or not. Brian or Joanne? I was going to say, I think it's important to know like, if there already is an, like, an internal transfer process internally at your company and like knowing like what that entails. For me, there was it wasn't fully established, but based on talking to people who did the internal transfers, and then also from the guidance, it said like, you can tell your current manager to go ahead to help you with it, or you can go ahead depending on like the situation. And I think you can assess best on what would work best for you. But I think it's important to have someone to talk to about this process internally, whether it's your direct manager or like a confidant or like a mentor or a peer even, you know, That way, it's still helpful to kind of gauge from someone else in the company to kind of as a sounding board. I'd say that was really helpful for me. Brian, want to weigh in on that or anything else you want to add to the conversation? 
Yeah, so, so Amazon is kind of known to be frictionless for internal transfers. Internally, it's not seen negatively if you, if you want to transfer from one team to another. And, and, and I go back to earning trust with, your, with different stakeholders and just taking this time in one-to-one and like Scott said, like under a mentorship conversation, be like, hey, my path forward, I, I really like it to be product instead of, I came from finance. I'd be like, in finance, I love doing pricings and revenue, profit, uh, profitability, costs, but I like the bigger, broader strategy picture that you get on the product side and be like, hey, so this is, I want this to be my next step. And since you already earned trust with these with these teammates, it shouldn't be a hard, it, it's obviously a tricky conversation. And I, I'm thinking maybe outside of Amazon, it's more tricky, but inside of Amazon, it's not that, that big of a deal to do a transfer. All right. So we're going to get to audience questions. So anybody here in the audience uh, will be able to ask their questions about making an internal transfer into product management. We'll do that real soon, and Red's going to handle that. But before we do, I want to just hear from each of you, what experience from, I know we have finance background and compliance background, so what experience or experiences did you have that really helped you craft the story that you were ready? So let's start with Scott, then Brian, then Joanne. Each of you share what you emphasized from your experience. Sure. So as I alluded to before, I was working in a finance role supporting pricing team, that pricing of the prime membership fee. So either the monthly or annual fee that prime members pay to get access to free shipping and prime video, prime music. And so one of the things that helped prove that I was ready is those pricing decisions are what we call on Amazon one-way doors. You make the decision and you can't go back or it's really costly to go back. And so what I did was I kind of started participating more in those VP and SVP level conversations and adding my point of view on things outside of finance and started to weigh in and prepare for those meetings. And I think that was important in showing that I had the kind of executive presence and potential to switch over and and sit in the product owner seat. So that's one thing that I found helpful. Others? Yeah, so so I'm coming, so before Amazon, I was in the consulting world in PwC for like 12 years, doing M&As, relations, transfer pricing. And one of the things that I think helped a lot was in the consulting world, you're used to having multiple projects at the same time and having to prioritize. So that prioritization really helped. Also, working with cross-functional teams helped a lot from, I think, from my consulting background. And then I went to Amazon and finance. And I think just from the finance side, like Scott said, is pricing, right? There's a lot of uh, numbers going into the product development phase and and pricing or capacity or just basically forecasting is, is something that as coming in from finance, you could really add value to a PM team. Yeah, I agree with Scott and Brian. And uh, that's funny, Brian. I actually actually also came from PwC before I joined Fox. (laughs) But the other thing that helped me in my experience is actually I didn't get to mention. um, Because I was working in compliance, I had a, there was this compliance task or assignment that had a product component. Uh, I mentioned earlier there was a review process where product and compliance were involved. But this one is actually specific to accessibility. So in this role, I ended up owning it because the person had left, but I happily took it on as I had never had experience in accessibility before, but I thought it was very important. And so I learned both the compliance and the product side. And that's actually how I got a lot more exposure as well with the product side because of this specific task. And at a certain point, I said I wanted to be the acting PM for it because I already was working for on it for 
a couple of years before I fully made the transition into product management in my within the org. I ended up going to a different team, but I think that set me up really well in terms of being ready. And then I think the other thing is always think about like how you can have apply applicable experiences, right? Product managers have so many different paths to get to product management and even going forward. But I think tying it together of like how a task, an achievement, or even a failure or a mistake really ties back to product and how you can apply it. And I think that's the best way to be able to deliver it where you can show the link in, within the product, even if it's an experience outside. All right. Thank you. So for those just joining us, this is a conversation hosted by the Product Management Center here at the University of Washington, where we're working to build a more diverse, inclusive, and skilled product management community. Part of that is giving you the tools and access to the, the people who have done what you're trying to do, make an internal transfer into product management. You've heard some stories and some takeaways, and now it's time to hear what you want to hear. Red, is uh, stage is yours. Are you, should I do it, Red? Should I? Should I? Are you red? Uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, and with the cold, Jeff, it's extra bad. It's just like the, the, the joke. <laughs> Smelly cat to the nth degree. Yeah. So uh, for those who are here and live, you rock. I can see your faces. And unlike other tools that we've used in the past for our recordings, LinkedIn, these are real faces. This isn't spam. These are humans. And I have to say, you have inquisitive looking pictures. A lot of you look like you have a question. Oh, and you want to ask that question. So my recommendation, raise your hand. We'll invite you all on stage. This could be your time to shine. This is an opportunity to be famous. And all we ask in return is that you are contributing, asking an awesome question. So with that in mind, if you do raise your hand, Jeff, be ready to pull the trigger on bringing people on stage. And then also I'm going to be looking out to my DMs for those who have questions. But it looks like we just got one person on stage to protect you from your fandom. I will not release your last name when we go to the live podcast. So with that in mind, AJ, AJ, the stage is yours, my friend. What's your question? Unmute yourself and ask away. Hey, Red, thanks for uh, having me over. And thanks, Jeff, Brian, and, and Scott for sharing insights. So I'm currently a project manager in in a Canadian telco. And so I've been looking into product management, reading up and educating myself on it. In terms of internal transfer, I have been looking at internal postings that are titled as product manager. But when I look at the job description and what externally big tech companies tend to classify as product manager, which essentially my understanding is you're working with developers, designers and building products and features. I don't tend to see that a lot in my company. So I'm wondering for internal transfers rather than just looking at getting the title of a product manager, what criteria or filters would you recommend having to assess if the role is actually a product manager role and worthwhile getting in, not just for the title, but for also for the right experience? Thank you. That's a great question. And just to clarify, there's uh, many definitions to product managers, and you're looking for the secret of how can I qualify if the transfer is truly apples to apples, or if it's not, what advice do you have there as well? So with that in mind, uh, Anne, would love to start with you. The triple O would love to know. Yes, I would say if it's possible for you to reach out to people in the role that's who are currently product managers and getting the insight, make it more of an informational interview 
and find out what the tasks look like and how they feel that you know if does it feel like it has the, that components of the product management of course word it in a better way and um, you can let them know that you're interested and you're wanting to find out more about the responsibilities and you know you can also you also want to make sure you prepare the questions of like where is the components of like working with design and engineering and things like that so you can really drive it and make it as informational for yourself as possible when i think we answer the question why it's easier to do for it to be internal instead of external transfer i think this is kind of why because you could you could actually dm the pm team and ask them Kind of do your research, your background check on the role. You could have one to one with the engineering team and kind of kind of get some insights which an external candidate will most likely wouldn't get. So I think just kind of earning trust with those different teams and able to to see what if the description and the actual role uh, tie up with what, what you want. So Scott, no pressure here, but we got Joanne and Brian bringing the whole concept of building the relationship and seeking direct information from the hiring manager. What have you learned? in your roles and your current experience? Sure. Well, AJ, if I understood your question correctly, you were unsure about, well, you know, is this true product management of my company or would I be better off maybe looking at a different company? And I think both paths are valid. So if you wanted to switch companies, become a project manager at a new company and then switch into a product role, that's also a viable path, kind of the two-putt strategy. But another thing to keep in mind is there isn't a one-size-fits-all. There's you know, product managers that own CX elements of a website or an app, but there's also product managers that own internal tooling or pricing or economic models or simulations or all different flavors, hardware flavors to product management. So it's certainly okay to dip your feet into something, one flavor, and then you can branch out from there. So AJ, does that satisfy your hope for this afternoon, this evening? Did you get the answer you were hoping for? Um, it does help answer elements of what I was looking for. Thank you. Absolutely awesome. I am sending vibes your way and hopefully you will find that job of your dreams, whether internal or external. But let's remember it costs a lot more to hire someone new than to keep someone we've already hired. So remember you have value already intrinsically sitting there. Utilize that leverage. We've got someone else raising their hand. Jeff, I'm going to lean on you to pull the trigger to bring people up on stage so I can keep my eyes out for questions and Q&A. And uh, AJ, we're going to send you back to the crowd. And if you have another question, feel free to raise your hand again. With that in mind, I'm not going to risk saying your name incorrectly. So we're going to go with our very favorite James Bond reference, Q. Q, the stage is yours. What is your question? Hi, my name is Flamina. So my question is, I'm, I work for a healthcare company and I'm coming from more of a member services, customer support background. And I was just wondering what advice you could give as far as different tools or resources that I can do as far as professional development. I'm, of course, already well-versed with the product since I talk about it to members all the time. But I just want to know what development that I can do on the back end to help my skills. It's a great question. And we're going to go in reverse order. Scott, I think you pulled the trigger on mute. So please. Sure. So actually... I think customer service is a really great background to have for product owners because you're talking to customers and hearing about their pain points. And so you can do the thought exercise to say, well, you know, customers are contacting me about this or that issue more frequently than others. What would it take to solve the root cause of that problem? Is something on the product unclear or, you know, do we need better 
marketing. And so I actually think chasing that thread down to the root cause is a super valuable exercise as you develop those muscles to switch into a product function. Thank you. That was really helpful. You know, one thing that I think would help, and Brian, maybe is how do you find access to the tooling for root cause if you don't have the access to the tools to get you the root cause? Or is it because, again, Kamina, you're in customer service that you have access to a lot of the voice of the customer that ultimately can point in the right direction? And maybe, Scott, maybe you want to clarify, or Brian, if you can jump on top of that, that would be great. So coming from finance, talking to customers, I think is, is one of the main things that you don't do. So that's kind of a big gap. What I did specifically in, in my case is I actually took a product strategy course just to make sure that all these gaps coming from finance weren't at least significant. So that's one thing I did, just kind of seeked out a, a good product strategy course that, that, that included topics of all the gaps that I was seeing coming in from the finance side. And then just, you can never be, you can never go wrong just reading, reading multiple books, right? Just product books. I think those two would, would help. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Unbelievable. Great questions. Thank you so much for opening up on stage and giving us an opportunity to really help you listening and gain the same help as well. For the next question, and hopefully going in order in here, Shivangi, again, I'm trying to be respectful of not releasing last names to protect you and your confidentiality. What is your question? How can we help you today? Thanks, Rich. So I want to know, like, I'm a project manager with a company. And what I heard is, like, People do not prefer a project manager to move into a product role, assuming their mindset will still be on the execution side and will not see the big picture. And if that is the case, how should I portray myself better that people thought that I'm not just the execution side, but could see the big picture? What should I do in that case? I could start that one off. I'd say have that answer ready, especially in your interviews or even when you're just talking to people in product that you'd be setting yourself up for say. You can say in a way like, I know I've had a lot of experience in the execution side, but in terms of strategy, I can add X, Y, Z. Or especially if you already are internal, you already know what your company's strategy is. So you can actually formulate your own product strategy, knowing the execution side really well. So I'd say use that your knowledge to your advantage in that way. And I think that will help. Thanks, so. Believable. Great questions. And again, this is the opportunity for you and others, if they have questions, to jump up on stage and provide an opportunity to get the help you need. So be selfish, folks. If there's something that you want to be able to say to your manager, your boss, or yourself tomorrow morning, hey, I could justify it because I heard it here today on the podcast by Jeff Schulman. Credit for all this because you did start the Product Management Center. Please, everybody, feel free to ask questions and Jeff, feel free to feel humble just uh, for a moment. <laughs> Thanks, Red. <laughs> I'm loving your enthusiasm as I'm uh, saving my voice for the concluding remarks. <laughs> of course. You know, we do have another question on stage coming from Lee Graham. Lee, I have to say, I don't see anything that tells me about what you do or your background. So I am going to just give you the opportunity to ask your question and provide some context. So Lee, if you can hear me, unmute yourself and feel free to 100% ask away. And if you don't unmute, I will be forced to continue talking. The mute button is on the bottom right of the screen. And if you can't find it, then this might have been just an accidental hand raise, which, you know what? I get so excited sometimes, Jeff, when I hear about product, I can't help but raise my hand, you know? <laughs> Red, nobody fills airspace better than you, man. I'll tell you. Lies. But while we wait for Lee to find the mute, 
go go ask a few questions. I know you've got a bunch in your back pocket. I do. I wanted to add something to the prior question about imagination. A lot of time in my team every day, we spend a lot of time thinking about what's our North Star CX or customer experience that we want to deliver. And also what's our North Star tech architecture that we want to build to enable that. And what that thought exercise does, it relaxes the constraint about resources. Like we have this many people that can build this many things and just thinks in the abstract about where do we want to be in three years, five years. And I've found that that exercise is really helpful in thinking big, you know, outside of the project level execution and deadlines and allows you and the team to think longer term about, wow, if we really want to do this at scale right way in the long term, we probably need to approach it this way or build it this way. So that's another tidbit when you're trying to get out of the day-to-day project and deadlines and think bigger picture with a product lens. I approve of this message. Back to you. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking, wow, you got red silent. That was amazing. (laughs) Any reactions to that, Brian or Joanne, to what Scott's saying about the planning there? Yeah, I think being a strong executor is is a very strong skill set, right? Obviously, you have to be you have to bring ideas and whatnot, but just being a, a very good executor, as as she mentioned, is is something that as a PM is very valued because you could have the best idea, but if if you don't the tires to the ground and and deploy that idea, it's it's not going to go anywhere. So obviously, you have to complement with with being creative and ideas, but a very good executor is also a very good skill set to have. It's very valued, I think. All right. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Scott. So Q, you're, you've hung around on stage here. We've got time for more questions. Did you have another question or a follow-up to anything that you've heard so far? I was actually just thinking like of that <laughs> since I was up here, but not right now. Um, I don't think I... Well, I guess I can just ask this question. I'm coming from a place where I've been with my company for about five years. And now I'm starting to get myself out there as far as offering different ideas in the like the work process and things. But as far as a degree, I don't have one. Do you guys have any recommendations or suggestions of a degree that would be good or is a certification better? I know that we Brian mentioned a class, but is there any degree that you would recommend? Yeah, great question. And I have to say, I wish Simeo was here. I feel like this is one of the controversial questions in product management. I'm going to let whoever comes off mute share their thoughts, and then I will share mine as a professor here at the University of Washington. Got some thoughts that might shock you. So Brian, Scott, Joanne, anybody? Joanne? Yeah, I would say you don't need a specific certification or degree. It would definitely be helpful. That's what I always hear. I personally have a degree in political economy, which is not related, but I think it's really about the experience. And I think in terms of looking for more learning and growth, looking at courses like on LinkedIn Learning or Coursera or the different things available online are really helpful. The other one is, as Jeff mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, IPMA applications are opening. IPMA is super helpful in getting you the information that you're looking for. And then also, I'd highly recommend joining Facebook communities and groups. There's so many of them actually focus on product and you get a lot of insights there. And so in a way, you could kind of create your own course and learning and development with the resources online. I personally don't have a certification. It, it has been helpful what I've heard, but that's from my experience. Brian or Scott? 
on the question of what certifications or degrees would help to get into product management? Sure. So I'm of, of a little bit two minds. I'll talk about how I went about this, but I could talk about also like how some other people's I respect went about this. I was in Mexico City working at a nonprofit and my goal was, okay, I really like working with engineers. How do I learn from the best of the best? And so I actually decided to go back to school and get my MBA at the University of Virginia. And I found that actually really helpful because it allowed me to get some of the business basics that I was exposed to in undergrad, but really didn't dive into like what makes a company valuable or like how is the ownership or marketing or ethics or like these big topics. And we use the case method, which I also found helpful because you get to put yourself in different business or organizational situations and think through how you would handle that. And so I found that valuable, not only in the first job right out of school, but also, you know, carrying forward, like how I approach problems, how do I help the team understand why a certain thing is a priority for leadership or not. So the MBA is certainly one path. That said, it is not the end. Like there's a ton of good books, courses, videos out there that can be more specific. So whether you're, you know, getting into machine learning and thinking about how can machine learning solve a customer problem or design thinking, there's a ton of resources out there. So if you don't want to, you know, take a break and go to a degree, you can do that stuff as you find time and as it's applicable to your work. Brian, anything to add? Yeah, I think so yeah, this is kind of a tricky question because I also did an MBA. I, I took a product strategy course. Like I, I did the whole training to learn, but I, I don't think it was that those two were differentiating factors for it. I think more than that, if, and I'm going to double down on my comment of getting to know the product, I think that will help you differentiate yourself more. For my specific case in AWS, I'm doing these AWS certificates just to get to know the products and the ecosystem very deeply. So I don't know if, if you're ever going to come into a specific course, but I think getting to know the product will add a lot of value. And obviously you do got to know kind of the base of some frameworks that are used, that are commonly used in, in the PM world. But but I think just getting to know the product will, will help you just in conversations with the PM team and with the engineering team. I just wanted to point out also, like if you do decide to do a certification or a course, I think just knowing like, what you want to get out of it and really being committed and making the most out of it. I think that's the main thing. If, from what you've heard here, you can do either way and you just have to make it as useful to you as you can. So all this advice that we just heard from everybody speaking, Jeff, I am shocked. I am shocked at your humility, my friend, because there is this University of Washington center that is designed specifically to help people find that footing into that proverbial door, my friend. So is there not an offering of any sort by the university or are all these references true? Are, 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 does, does that not exist well, at the UW? I was going to say that I personally am not a believer in certifications. So I first want to state that an MBA program and a, the degree program 
is fantastic, especially, if I may say so, the various work-compatible MBA programs here at the University of Washington, Foster School of Business, or the full-time MBA program. MBA programs are great, but MBA programs are great for people who are figuring out what they want to do next, who are looking for connections to people who are in a whole broad range of industries, a broad range of companies. MBA programs are great for a large uh, generalist view that could help you really grow within a company and as a manager and as somebody who, who forms strategy. So I would highly recommend an MBA for a lot of reasons. But if you're looking to get into product management, there's really no replacement for knowing how to do it, for knowing that you've done some things that prove that you know how to do it, and for knowing the right people. And so I really caution against certificates because they give you a stamp, but that stamp is less valuable than getting being able to connect with somebody and like Brian, Joanne, and Scott have done, take on some work that is relevant to product, take on that work within your current responsibilities, getting connected to people who are directly working on product, and then being able to craft your story because you've studied product management enough that you know what is it that you've done that gives you the skills to succeed in that new role. So I'm opposed in a lot of ways to certificates because I really think it's about what you know, and sadly, it's all too much about who you know, and I think there's better ways to do that than just a, a pure certificate program, whether that's the Scrum Master, Certified Agile, and, and these different things that I haven't seen have a lot of weight. But any pushback from Brian, Joanne, or Scott as to whether I've overstepped with my personal opinions, did I form some controversy? I'd agree with what you said, because what you won't get is like, oh, because you took this certificate, I'm going to hire you. That said, what a course in general could provide us some confidence to talk about. You might hear Agile or Scrum thrown around. You could read a book or take a course to develop your own confidence about like, what is this? How would I apply it? Demystify some of the lingo. And that confidence then could translate into, oh yeah, I know what I'm talking about when people throw around these terms. So that's my point of view. Yeah. And Scott, I have to agree with you. There's no substitute for learning. Like just because I'm saying don't get a certificate doesn't mean I'm saying don't learn. So we've got this podcast that Red helped start and we're here every single week sharing insights from product managers. You'll kind of through osmosis, learn some of the language and some of the key challenges. There's more structured learning that we have through the Inclusive Product Management Accelerator. It's not a certificate program, it's a family. Its applications are due November 30th. There's some great books. I'll recommend Working Backwards from the Customer by two execs at Amazon. There's The Lean Startup by Dan Olson, which is uh, really valuable. There's Testing Business Ideas by David Bland. Any other books that you would recommend, Scott, Joanne, or Brian? There's a lot, <laughs> but if I, if I could just kind of do a short list, just for internal transfer, I think the first 90 days by Michael Watkins helps a lot. So it gives you kind of like a roadmap and, and how to set, set goals for your first 90 days. From Well, apart from the ones that you, you just mentioned, uh, Jeff, anything by Marty Kagan, Inspired, Empowered, it'll just give you a pretty good head start in anything PM. Measure What Matters by John Dorges. OKRs are a pretty significant setting mechanism for, for the PM work. And then this last one, which I actually just finished reading this week, is Monetizing Innovation by Marham Ramajam. It's basically me coming from finance. <laughs> I double down on pricing, my pricing skills. And this basically gives you a roadmap of how to, how to price a tech product. I would mention those. Thank you. I wrote 
all of these things down. So this really helps me just get a starting point. There's actually a position with my job open. So when I saw that this was going on today, I was like, I want to join in. So really thank you guys for your knowledge and information. Of course. Best of luck. You're welcome. Thanks for putting yourself out there with a question. Appreciate you having you on stage and, and good luck to you. We brought up a myth, and I'm so sorry, but I'm getting the word from my co-host that it is time to close this shop down with concluding thoughts. I'm hoping that Scott, Brian, and Joanne, each of you could end with a bullet point takeaway and any sort of uh, motivating wisdom you want to impart in our final remarks here. Brian, you came off mute first, so take it away. Yeah, I think it's it's very important to know the product well. So your conversations with the PM team and, and the engineering team are good conversations. Earn trust with them is is also very important. And just express your interest that you want to do the, the transfer because it, it might not be uh, received or well received the first time you say it, but just kind of repeatedly just demonstrate that, that you do want to make the transfer, that you have specific skills that, that would add value to the PM work. So yeah, I think those were the bullet points I could add. Joanne? Yeah, for me, plus one to all of what Brian had said, but uh, also adding... You know, do informational interviews, not only with people in product in your company, but also other people in general. They could have really good inputs in your company and also connect with people even outside of your company like you are today. And then also have a really good answer to why product management for you. That's so important because not only will that be an interview question, but that also will show why you want to make the transfer, right? And that's a that will build, continue to have your momentum and then lastly like don't give up it may take some time it could be fast it could be not as fast and that's okay if you really want to do go into product management that will happen all right thank you joanne and thanks for being such a valued member of the inaugural the inaugural cohort of the inclusive product management accelerator couldn't have gotten off to a better start than uh having you a part of the family and stay in the family so appreciate you giving back here today scott great to see you uh what's your concluding thoughts and takeaways for the group Sure. So two thoughts. One is this idea of change one thing at a time, your team location or function, and those step-by-step transfers allow you to learn a little bit as well as uh, contribute value at the same time. Our careers last many decades, and so there's plenty of time to refine where you want to be, and uh, you've never really grown up. You can always change your mind and decide you want to work on something else. And that the second point is that growth mindset where Hey, if you don't know what agile means or you're unclear about a term, you can feel the confidence to ask like, hey, I'm not familiar with that term. Can you explain it to me? Or any resources you'd recommend for learning more about XYZ? And those requests for feedback and that continuous growth mindset will set you up to go deeper in where you're at. Or if you want to switch to something else, you can check out different flavors of product management or other functions too. All right. Thank you, Scott. And my concluding thoughts are, you know, it takes a village. We want to see a more diverse, inclusive, and skilled product management community. And part of that is being like Scott, Brian, and Joanne here, who giving an hour of their time to share their expertise and to support the next generation of people, helping more people see themselves in product management and see their pathways to it. So I hope all of you who are listening on the podcast or here live, if you are a product manager, 
I hope that you'll consider volunteering with the Product Management Center here at the University of Washington. And if you're trying to get into product management, know that you have a friend, a large friend, a whole community here at the University of Washington. We have, again, this is a podcast that we put out every single week to share insights with a broader group of people. We also have the Inclusive Product Management Accelerator Program. Applications open November 30th. Google the Inclusive Product Management Accelerator to find out more. And yeah, just check out the resources, join the Slack group, support one another because success is not a finite resource. We could build each other up. A great expression I heard from one of the Inclusive Product Management Fellows was lift as you climb. So I hope all of you will lift as you climb and know that we're all here for you. So have a great week and we'll see you next week. No, we won't. Red, we begin a vacation. We won't see everybody until December, I believe. That's just depressing. You know, I love turkey. But come on, product management, Jeff. I know you You live, eat, and breathe. Eat, live, and breathe, sleep. Li- I don't know. Every major function is product management. <laughs> but uh, yeah. we'll be- Jeff, have you ever had a product management pie? It's so much better than you would expect. Just saying. <laughs> yes, on that note. So we'll be back in a few weeks. Enjoy the holidays. We're thankful for all of you in the community here and looking forward to connecting back again in December. <laughs>